really get into the nitty-gritty behind monsters from different lore. However, there is a general focus on D&D. We are players and DMs, so we draw from our experience with different tabletop RPGs. And we tend to go off on tangents every so often. If you're looking for facts and historical value, this may not be the podcast for you. But if you love discussing monsters and all of their potential just for fun, then we got you covered. Adult content warning, and with all that out of the way, my name is Dylan, and I'm joined once again by my two brave monster hunters. I'm Alex. And I'm Melina. And this is Mornings with Monsters. Primal and vengeful coming all the way to you from the frigid mountains, hiding among the icy shelves of the snow-covered pass. Who among us dares to seek the famed white dragon? Okay, white dragons. Stop. They're, they're, um, I guess the smallest and least intelligent as far as, like, uh, we'll get into their intelligence and how it differs, but, um, in the, in the monster manual, if we're looking at the 5e dragons, um, they are the least intelligent of the chromatic uh, dragons, which are considered like the mean guys. Um, but oh. I would say when you talk about dragons and if we just get if we, we take the, the monster manual and D&D and put it on a shelf for a minute. When you talk about dragons, there's a, there's kind of the two concepts in a lot of fantasy. There's I mean, there's a lot, but. I, I look at it like you have your dragons that talk and they're super intelligent and, you know, will mess with you. And then you have your other dragons that are just kind of, you know, feral, animalistic forces of nature um, that don't talk and aren't necessarily, you know, planning, cunning schemes and things like that. Uh, I mean, there's so many different variations to it, but I, I this is one one of the dragons that kind of falls under that secondary category where they are smart in their own way but they're not necessarily ruling an empire or anything and i don't know if they talk let's see they, they speak draconic draconic yeah it's common too they do speak yeah common. the only thing is, is yeah. it, they probably don't choose to talk very often yeah yeah oh i see i'm looking at the stat blocks and they Let's see. Yeah, okay. So the white dragon wormlings only speak draconic. Everyone, that's probably true among most of the dragons, is the wormlings. Yeah. Okay, cool. <clears throat> white dragons. White dragons. So... I'm actually kind of surprised to know that they were the smallest of the dragons, you know? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm not sure if that falls under, like, um, all of them because it says smallest uh, of the chromatic dragons. So I'm not okay. sure if there's any metallic dragons that are even smaller. Yeah. There might be. But this was also written before um, some of the other, like, Fizban's Treasure of Drag or Dragons or whatever, um, Treasury gotcha. of Dragons, uh, where they introduce, like, the gemstone dragons and a bunch of other dragon stuff. Um, but if you're talking about, like, base dragons, I think they're still the smallest. Um I'm not sure how big, like, sapphire, moonstone, stuff like that. I'm not sure. sure. I'm not sure how big those are. But if you look at the white dragon, like, pictures of the white dragon, mm -hmm. though, they do look, they look like little beefcakes, you know? They, they look 
They look mm-hmm. chunky. Instead yeah. of like tall and lanky and you know long uh, legs and tails and stuff, they're kind of like squished down. They they look yep. like the hunter of the dragons essentially. Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I honestly I think it makes sense because they are like because they're small. They, um, they're mean. Yeah, they have inferiority complexes. Prove that they are. They were strong. Just just because they were small didn't matter. Like, so I see. Like they they are vicious, cruel, and it says they're driven by hunger and greed. Mm. But like, I think that they also lack the malice of uh most dragons you know of the the truly evil you know they're chaotic evil technically they're not like the black or the red yeah that's what Mm -hmm. i'm saying they're not going to burn down a city but if you come into their domain they're going to eat you because they're hungry and they're going to they are greedy still they they like treasure but they probably wouldn't back down from a fight if you wanted to challenge them honestly if i ran into I feel like white dragons would be one of the yeah. I I feel like they'd be one of the scariest dragons to run into because there's no white in a white place. You know, at least red dragons they kind of stick out in almost every Mm -hmm. place. It'd be like, is that a yeti? No, it's a fucking dragon. Oh, also when we talked about yetis, it could be a yeti riding a dragon. That's (laughs) That's right. Oh fuck. Oh god. <clears throat> and they, um, they, it says that they don't really respect anything other than, you know, obviously white dragons of the opposite sex. Um, yeah. But um, if something is stronger than it, you know, if it could best it in combat, it may uh, consider befriending or, you know, being forced into, you know, not, not like a slavery, but like if someone's going to kill you anyways, you know, can't beat them, join them kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. I feel like if if a white dragon was like beat in it like at its own game or something like that, it would probably just move. <clears throat> yeah. Like I feel like it would just like move its lair kind of thing. Like it's I... more I feel like it's probably more of a a primal pride than like the kind of like um real animals maybe and like the you know like lions where they protect their their territories but like mm-hmm. if they are yeah. forced out they're not just gonna go and die usually they're, oh, they go they're, not, really die and they're not just gonna join whatever took over their like base you know yeah usually it's like you die or you leave and you go make a new yeah. Pride or Exactly. Like, fish, get out of my way. Although right. I I do see the white dragons specifically fighting to the death. I mean Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like but they they would keep going. Got, like if it was somehow fighting a enemy that was not a to the death fighter. Yeah, like a powerful wizard that... that brings it near death and yeah, and just kind of leaves it there. Like, mm-hmm. it might try and allow itself to die, but like, I'm guessing it would be in a it would be in a fucking like icy mountain area, and it 
wouldn't really die from elements. <laughs> no. True. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So a weird thing about, I guess it's not that weird, but anything that does this is just kind of weird to me. It, it only eats frozen things, right? Because it's breath weapon freezes yeah. things. That's so weird to me. I mean, that's not that's not the same thing as like a fire dragon cooking something and eating. I don't know it. because like it 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 buries its food too. Like even after it's killed, it'll bury it in the frost and ice and freeze it for a few days. But maybe it's like um, just like a curing thing for it. You know, like an elemental, like flavoring or something. Yeah. I just have a weird time, like, I don't want a human popsicle, like, what, I mean, obviously I don't, but what does, I mean, is that, is that a common th thing among, like, giant ice-based creatures? I don't know, Maybe. that's like the first time I've ever really heard that something freezes their food before eating it. Yeah, it's like, he's on an all-popsicle diet, and <laughs> that sounds that terrible. <laughs> Does it only eat frozen things? Because I like I know it freezes its like prey after it kills it. Well, I, I mean, yeah. I also have seen like it's it says that they eat like a lot of stuff in the sea, like whales. Oh, yeah. God, that would be terrifying to see. Just That's a white dragon ripping a whale apart in the middle of the <laughs> frozen right? ocean. I'm I'm just imagining like what BP would say if he saw that. <laughs> Our sentient <laughs> pirate ship. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he'd be like, friends. There's blood in the water. <laughs> Go get him. Um. Is <laughs> <laughs> it in place? <laughs> so I think uh, a really cool opportunity. Um, for like a campaign or an adventure would be like the frozen treasure, the treasure you can never get to or something. Oh, yeah. Because like they they keep all their treasure frozen. What a great place for a dragon to keep his shit. Because like dragons, they just pile all their shit up and leave it and don't do anything with it most of the time. And yeah. the white dragons got it got it down. You know, they freeze that shit. You, you have to get past the dragon. Not gonna get through that. No, I mean you can fireball it all day, but you still got to get past the white dragons, right? And, like you ain't sneaking in, Frodo Baggins style, stealing, stealing the ring. Like they uh, also prefer treasures that resemble ice. So like, imagine how difficult it would be to find diamonds in a fucking ice cave. And not only do they don't pile it up either, they spread it out. They spread it out as yeah. much as possible so that it looks like glitter in the snow, like so a glittering ice cave. Dragon? Huh? So are they the least intelligent dragon? See, that's because where I'm like, I don't know. I think like they got street smarts and not book smarts. Yeah. Like as far I'm as wondering dragon intelligence. Like, they were mentioned to have like the best memory of all the dragons. So I'm kind of wondering if it's less like tactical intelligence, like, oh, I'm going to put this under ice so that nobody can get to it. Or is it like, oh, I froze this in this piece of ice in this hallway on, you know, this corner of my mountain. I know exactly where it is. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. Yeah. They're so big and like hiding places. That might be a partial reason why they like hoard in a pile. So Mm -hmm. the best, the best intelligence um, number on any of the white dragon stat blocks is the ancient white dragon, and that's a ten plus so plus zero. And the worst it gets is minus three. Um, Weird, because I feel like. I don't know why I've always felt dragons were a little bit more on the intelligent side. Oh, they normally are. I mean... Oh, for white dragons, yeah. that's a white dragon. Yeah, I'm talking about, like, the ancient dragon. white dragon is plus zero, and the wormling is minus three. Oh, I thought you meant, like, all dragons in general. No, like, like yeah. ancient ancient red dragon is plus four. It's an 18, okay. so they're super smart. So I'm just talking about white dragons specifically. And I know that's not like a set in stone thing, but there is like a, you know, intelligence and wisdom, like based off of their scores, it kind of gives you a representation of like how, how smart they are. Like if you have a, a one in intelligence, like base stat, you are like a vegetable, Uh, I mean, or a squirrel or something, Mm -hmm. I would imagine. That's fair. I've so I've I've only read about like one white dragon in literature. Okay. Um, but like that isn't like the absolute antithesis of a white dragon because like there are some in other books, but they're like nice and it's just the color that they came out as. But yeah. Um, when I was reading the Dritzt books, um, he and one of the main characters, Wolfgar, a barbarian from like a very snowy part of the Forgotten Realms, they actually go into <clears throat> a white dragon's lair and kill him. Oh. Yep. It's cool because uh, two things of note happen in that. Um, the dragon has a very large name, but they nickname it Icing Death. And Icing that death. actually ends up being the name of Dritz's scimitar that he finds in that horde after they kill the dragon. It's a cold-aspected scimitar. Totally oh, dope. Sweet. Yep. And the second thing of note is that to kill the dragon, Wolfgar has this like mighty hammer that like returns to him. Um, and he, he, they're both about to die, and he notices up at the top of the ceiling is like a giant fucking ice uh, spike hanging down from the ceiling. So he throws his hammer at it, and it like slides through the dragon's neck, pinning it down until it dies. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, and it's like, those are the things that I've always thought about. Like, when I fight a dragon, I cannot just, like, rush at it. Even if I'm a barbarian, I cannot rush at it, because that's not how you fight a dragon. It's really not. I always picture it like, if I'm going to fight a dragon, like, as me, as as a level one human class, I don't know, civilian class, maybe maybe chef class. um, There you go. I'll take that. Subclass DM. Um, <laughs> if I was like, if I'm like, okay, I have to fight this dragon. My first tactic is not run straight at it with the sword. That's no. not going to do shit. Yeah. <laughs> like he's just going to eat me up and burn me up. And like a lot of the times yeah. in, in D&D, you know, you have to damage it. So if you're a fighting class or like a melee class, what do you do? You run up and you slash at it, I guess. But like. I know in my instances when I... It's like, it's still so fucking intimidating to try and hit yeah. something like 
a dragon, even if you're not going in there and touching it with your weapon, weapon yeah, hand, yeah, like still just like you might only be sixty feet away from a sixty foot thing. Yeah, like, yeah, like, exactly. Even well, it's a thing when you think about like the range on certain spells. It's like okay, this spell has a hundred and sixty foot range. Yeah. That's like two strides for this goddamn dragon. That's however yeah. big. Yeah. Like, it's not necessarily the same. You're not ever far enough. Like, even oh, fighting. And a the giant... white dragon has a forty foot burrow speed. Oh, <laughs> so Did that he go under the ground. Yeah, he could burrow. I just I just read that. White dragons can. Yeah, ancient white dragon, forty feet burrow, eighty no, feet thanks. fly, forty feet swim. See, I told you 100 and... Okay, 100 and... No, that's 160 feet. Well, that's not all in one turn, but... Um, his speed well, movement, thought... walking is 40, but he can fly 80 feet in a turn. So 160 if he dashes, Two yeah. Two turns will get you 100, 160 feet. All yeah. I'm saying is I called it right. Yeah, no, you got it. But I think... Um, I like being right like, you haven't you guys haven't really in my campaign you've only gone up against two ancient class dragons and I'll just say ancient class cuz was the last one we did ancient class Yeah, that was an ancient class respec half yeah. custom blah blah blah. It was barely a dragon. Blight, it was a blight dragon, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, blighted dragon. Um Every with time I a bunch said of, somebody they're like, what D&D was, they were like a what? <laughs> yeah, it was a, a homebrew kind of thing. I um, liked it. It was a good fight. It was a, I, I wanted to throw a dragon at you that didn't necessarily do dragon things. Like, it didn't have a breath weapon, but it had layer actions and resistances. I'm so happy and didn't have a breath. <laughs> I have resistance to breath weapons, and then you didn't use a goddamn breath weapon. Oh, just you wait. Um, and then uh, the uh, other dragon, that the other ancient cl- class dragon that you fought was um, was a green dragon, but it was not necessarily trying to kill you. But even in that fight, when you guys were only way under-leveled um, to fight it, uh, it was chained down by a cult in the middle of a cave, and there was oh, like right. those massive ballistas on the, the sides of... like There was like things where it was like... You, you got to add those, you know, things in the layer that, that you can interact with. Because, like, yeah. the answer isn't always run up and stab it. Because if you guys would have tried to just run up and start stabbing this guy, he would have, like, done an average of 85 damage attacks on you. And that's more than you had at HP at the time. So, yeah. I, wow. I, I totally get, get what you're saying. Like, you got to... You got to think you gotta of something. Think about it. You got to think about it. Yeah. That's hard to do with the white dragon. Because yeah. the white dragon's not thinking about it. He's coming at you like a feral predator. And they're, they're, I mean, it's a dragon. Like we said, they're huge. They have a big range and, and they have weird things that they can do. You want to fight a dragon in its lair? You're fucked because it's its lair. You want to fight a dragon, like not in its lair, but, you know, in a mountaintop, that's shitty for you, great for it. And now we know, even going underground or on mm-hmm. sea or anything, anything really, this dragon will fuck you up. Not to mention if you're playing, like the mountainous range, yeah, and it can mm-hmm. like 
burrow through cliffs yep. and like down into dungeons or whatever. Yeah. Or into another room. I ugh. Yeah, yep. sounds terrifying. <laughs> it, and we're talking I have about about that uh dragon filled room. Which dungeon? Which dungeon like thing was it in? It was in the it was in the temple. The you temple. have oh, nightmares right. <laughs> nightmares about that? When you guys were creeping through the 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 landmine field of uh sleeping uh copper dragons. Oh yeah. <laughs> there was like what was it two different rooms full of dragons? There oh. was yeah, there was several rooms and like one of them you guys decided not to go into where there was a, a an awoke adult copper dragon and the other one was full of uh like oh. I think there was like 20 copper wormlings or something crazy. And you, you guys decided to try and sneak past them because they were all um, in a bit of like smart. a sleep, like a stasis thing. Yeah. Um, those would have fucked in- you up. That would have been a really hard fight. Um, <laughs> You've had to learn to not like be murder hobos and yeah. actually like go at situations with, which like, uh, I feel like both, both, all of our DMs do this. Dylan, you make it, you make like a, a point to be like i'm throwing at that you're like if we don't get that we can't fight it you're like you guys you can't fight this thing that's the whole mm-hmm. point <laughs> yeah you're like p.s well i don't directly say new- it but there might no, be like no, a npc that's like don't fight the dragon and then you get yeah. closer to the dragon's lair and they're saying this dragon will kill any adventurer like <laughs> you guys Bye. have to Half the time you're like, we'll do it anyway. <laughs> I did I did similar when they came across like a water serpent that became a dragon. We're gonna fight that. Oh, and then yeah. I was like I, I told I made the dragon tell the party that like You couldn't fight it. You could if you wanted to, but it, it's it it'd be much easier if you guys just help me out with this goal that I and I can go away and I don't have to kill you. Yeah. We would have someone would have died sooner. Well, for sure. <laughs> As as Stampy, I think I did like a history, intelligence, nature, religion check to see multiple times if we were strong enough to kill a kraken at level mm. is seven. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, I want to kill it. These kraken filled waters. It's like we're probably not a supposed to try and kill these things. Probably not. Yeah, the world serpent too. We're like, fuck it. <laughs> I kind of want to kill that thing. I kind of do too, but it's not we'll doing. Come back. We're level 20. Yeah, when we're level 20, One we'll just run through the um, underwater mayhem of some endgame stuff in the ocean. Serpents. <laughs> a hug. So I want to, um, before we get too far away from it, oh, oh, for the white dragon, um, before we get too far away from the lair um, specifically, I was thinking about it like already terrifying, right? Already yeah. has ice spikes falling, filling the area with fog as it burrows around and gets behind you and pincer attacks and you know everything like that on top of all of this if you're playing nitty-gritty to the book D, by the time you get to a layer where the the white dragon would be you're more than likely taking points of exhaustion fighting through the winter filled wilderness i mean I need to think about that. Yeah, yeah like I mean, you, the the chances of you getting to a white dragon's lair at full health, fully rested without exhaustion points, is slim. I mean, yeah. there's there's so many things in the mountains that are gonna 
continuously attack you. There's no safe place to, um, to really camp out unless you're fucking Kimmy with her tiny her hut or whatever. Her yeah, yeah. Her, her orb of fuck offery. Um, oh, I also found something. Loves Kimmy for that. If, I also if found something friend... that an artificer gets that could help. Oh yeah. I don't know if you want to know yeah or not, but there is this spell that artificers get where you take a piece of rope and you can magically imbibe it and like it stands straight up and at the very top of the rope a dimensional door opens big enough for I think eight medium or is that small uh, rope creatures. trick? Yeah. Rope yeah. trick, yeah. What? Yeah, rope trick's sweet. <laughs> and no you one ever uses it. In and it lasts for an hour. That's we crazy. never played with an artificer. No, I know. And then uh, Kelsey became one uh, for one off that she made, and it's a terrifying character. And like, <laughs> I want, I want someone like that on my party when I'm fighting a white dragon. One hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like an artificer class is uh, a good thing to have as an add-on to uh, your party when you're fighting a dragon because yeah. they're almost forced to come up with creative solutions. You know, yeah. just because of the and character. I mean, what better person than someone who's already used to doing that on any given basis? You know, yeah, bring the brain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Um, I am so to see you think what that like bring us. You think that like there are a multitude of other monsters living in and around the lair of the dragon, or do you think that the dragon wouldn't allow that? That's a good question. Um. So, because we've seen the Yeti be able to ride them in certain certain circumstances, but we also know that they like to bully other creatures, you know. But they like to bully lesser creatures. Well, they yeah. like to bully intimidating big creatures that. Okay. So because they are lesser, and they essentially like as they age, they get more vicious. They get more sure. cruel. They get more like violent. Like so, it's almost like because of this conundrum they're they're put in with their chaoticness of like just attack on sight, ask questions later, bully these big guys, so I don't feel so small. Like yeah. they just are conditioning themselves to be these like uh super lonesome, like you know, lonely mountain kind of style. Sure. I, by I, themselves forever like i just can't imagine i i have to imagine that if a yeti's gonna get to a white dragon to befriend and ride it there's gonna have to be some sort of like big action taken that i don't like i don't even i don't know what you earlier is that like a horde of them try to take down the dragon and like right before it dies it offers a deal like hey yeah you know, we Maybe. can just be friends and start like, you know, working going around the mountain settlements and just taking people as we want. Being a Maybe truly terrifying white dragons force. Observe yetis, like, yeah. because yetis are also from similar places. Maybe as like the white dragon found its own lair to like create. Maybe it, you know, it. didn't go into yeti societies. Maybe it, it ran into one or two yetis and yeah. like respected how they lived their like life or whatever yeah. and was like oh cold creatures cool <laughs> like um i think cold creatures. i i think that it wouldn't be that separated from you know 
it's hunting grounds, right? Because you don't overhunt your oh, hunting point. grounds. You can't, yeah. or you won't have hunting grounds. You'll yeah. scare them off, or they're you'll kill them all. Um, and they're driven by at first and foremost hunger. That's that's um, so they're they're gonna kill everything in the immediate area. But if you're on a mountain and you are killing like your hunting grounds are the mountain you're not going to kill everything on the mountain true so true i i mean yeah sure maybe for the last half day of travel you're not getting any you're not seeing any monsters but like at the base and through the valleys and caves and like those are filled those got to be i mean because that's where it's it's tunneling through to pick off a yeti or two or pick off a couple whatever the fuck scary looking half yak over creatures you know like there's a lot of like when you're imagine that like there's a solid radius around yeah no one goes yeah Yeah, that's what i would assume not that the mountain it's the area itself is necessarily like barren of creatures yeah again to bring it to like a lion pride or whatever like there's still other things roaming those lands but like there is a general radius probably where people where things know not to kind of go because that's where the lions live yeah i mean i think i think i wouldn't live that close (laughs) if i was a yeti i'd be very wary even where that dragon eisendeth lived in comparison to like you know because there was a barbarian tribe um a human settlement and a dwarven settlement all in the same area you know like on a frozen tundra yeah and it was like ringed by mountains and like one of those mountains behind that ring of mountains was where icing death lived so i mean even you know a pack of of dwarves who could pretty much take down whatever you throw you throw at them won't fuck with a dragon or its territory like they they stay as far away as possible yeah you know yeah, without abandoning everything. <laughs> yeah. Without trying really, not to. That's, that's really surprising to me because, I mean, I know dwarves are are smart fighters. They enjoy the challenge of taking something down that would take down one or even ten of them. But to know that they will let some crazy threat like a dragon live untested, unchallenged, not too far away from their home just because they know what would happen. Like that's pretty intense. Yeah. That speaks volumes for that. Yeah. The strength absolutely. of that creature with that. They haven't even tried. And you see, you see dwarves and white dragons, at least for some reason, I always feel like I've, I've listened and seen a lot of campaigns and there's always like the dwarfs in the North, <laughs> you know, like the cold, the cold weather dwarves yeah. um and the, the with that comes the white dragons so like they're just kind of in the same area yeah, but i haven't yeah. seen a lot of dwarves fighting white dragons and there's probably Me a either. reason for that <laughs> honestly the only the only dragon i've ever seen a dwarf fight is in the forgotten realms books and it's like an old necrotized black dragon yeah you know? okay and and like they had to do it to clear out like an ancient dwarven um settlement that you know it's it's like it's like the big home you know like the the kingdom and so like 
that's the only time I've ever seen them fight a dragon because outside of that, I don't know if they would. No, probably you know? not. I mean, you look at Smaug, right? They stayed yeah. away from that bitch for how many? A hundred years or something? Right, yeah. And in this book, in this series, that dragon came and took over the mountain like 300 years prior. Yeah. You know, enough that like, um, I forget the dwarf's name, but he's like Dritz's best friend. Yeah. And he's like the dad of Cadibri and Wolfgar. And he was the only living member of that society that like was still alive to remember that dragon. So it's been hundreds of years uh, that they abandoned this place all because a dragon broke in. So it's like, that's pretty crazy to me. Like they'll break into your home and you as a dwarven society, a culture of warriors who's like, only goal is to make better weapons and like protect better. <laughs> yeah. You just you just dip because that's a fucking dragon in your house. Yeah. All right. Well, so for some reason, there's a little bit of frost buildup on my monitor. Oh, yep. Yeah. We got some ice spikes forming above me. Uh, I'll be right back, guys. I got to make a DC 10 constitution saving throw and yeah. we'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome to the middle of the episode. Just as summer hits, we decide to talk about a frost dragon, the white dragon. Super fun. Weird timing. Unintentional. Anyways, thanks for listening. You guys, make sure you tell everyone you know, your friends, your enemies, your family, your anyone, nerds, even not nerds. They might enjoy it. As always, huge shout out to at Mizzencake on Instagram. Check them out if you want to see some awesome work. We uh, we got our cover art done by them. So thank you so much. Also, if you found this podcast by scanning a QR code on a cute little sticker, uh, that is uh, at Olava's Cryptid Crafts. Check them out as well. Next week, we're bringing you another monster. I know, big surprise. <laughs> that's all i have for you this week i hope you enjoyed make sure you like subscribe follow whatever thing you can do on whatever uh, podcast listener that you're using awesome thank you so much guys we will see you next week bye well we're back and i must be half dwarven because i got a dirty 20 on my constitution saving throw oh, yeah. um or I just drink enough beer. Uh, maybe. White dragons, we're back. We're safe. I feel one burrowing underneath my feet as we speak, but it's fine. Cool. So, white dragons. We've talked about where we've seen them a little bit um, in the, the Dritz books. Uh, have we seen them anywhere else? Yeah, I've seen them in Final Fantasy. I Final think I Fantasy? I about it okay. when we brought this up. I'll oh also say frost dragons, because this yeah. is the closest thing we've seen to a frost dragon, right? I'm trying to think if I've seen any. I know that they recently-ish used one in Not Another D&D podcast, um, oh. and it was like a sassy tween version of an adult dragon, which was huh. a fun play on it. And by tween, I mean only like a couple hundred years old. Uh, right. So that was interesting. Um, but that dragon specifically was in a place where there was a bunch of different kinds of dragons with drag dragon elves and all sorts of things. So she had a bit of a, I think she was in a forest 
that had like an ice cave and uh it got it got a little bit different but obviously that is a uh hardcore like role-playing uh situation where it's more for the listener than it is about the uh, D&D mechanics um right great podcast though if you guys are looking for a good listen um so that's really the most and I, I listened to that recently so that's the most top of my mind but I'm trying to think frost dragon I feel like there's got to be right because if you watch anything with multiple dragons frost dragons is the second most obvious dragon there's a fire dragon there's a frost dragon yep I feel like we've probably seen them in different depictions like a lot more than we realize they probably were not white you guys have seen um blue eyes white dragon from Yu-Gi-Oh. yep i was also going to say there's probably a pokemon or two that could fall under that category Mm. is it maybe not a dragon but also the dragon class gets a little wonky in pokemon so it is <laughs> who knows <laughs> um a worm that inhabits an apple is technically a white or, or a dragon you know yeah yeah the apple core looking thing um yeah so they have one in pokemon uh reshiram reshiram Resh- mm. that's an ice type dragon e- i feel like those are the only What's- qualifications right Ice and dragon type? It's dragon. It looks like a void dragon. Um, looks like... I mean... Uh, he is a fire type dragon. Oh, there's a dragon in ice time. Uh, Baxcalibur. Ice dragon Pokemon. Baxcalibur? B-A-X-Calibur. C-A-L-I-B-U-R. Um, he is obviously named because he has a giant uh axe blade on his back <laughs> backscalibur love it some of the naming conventions in the newest pokemon game were very fun and a little bit on the nose yeah. but hey they got over a thousand now a Who can blame them? that makes sense oh that's right okay yes they do and interesting i think i just this bought that guy from the newest game <laughs> yeah I did just fight this guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he looks familiar. I think he might have been. Cool. He might have been in the Elite Four or the Frost Gym or something. Um. Okay. I think he was one of the Dragon Leaves. Oh, the Dragon, Elite. the Dragon type, the Dragon guy. Elite Four guy. Yep, that's mm-hmm. where it was. Okay. Okay. Yep. Well, they're in Pokemon too. Um, I'm sure I'm missing some. Try, there's got to be an anime. Oh yeah, that's that's right on the yeah top. Anyways, so with that being said, are they underrated, overrated? I think we kind of answered that question. I mean, they're super cool, very interesting, and they're not really used that much apparently. At least the white dragon variant. Ice dragons are probably more yeah. common, but I personally think they're pretty underrated, underutilized, and I, I would, would say also used wrong uh, a lot. Not, not you. Yeah. You don't yeah. see feral, feral dragons. I mean, maybe wormlings, but like most of the time, when you're fighting a dragon, adult or ancient in uh, any kind of D and D setting, they're talking to you and they are they've they're scheming and plotting and you know they're not just animalistic. <laughs> yeah, I oftentimes think that like 
majority of the time you come up to a, a dragon, regardless of color, and it starts talking to you, it's because it's bored as fuck. Probably. You know what I mean? Like, but a white dragon's not going to be bored talk to you. Right. A white dragon isn't going to give a shit about that. You know what I mean? Like, it's only going to want to challenge you or eat you. Yep. Yeah, because even the most evil of dragons, other than the white dragon, it is driven by a few more things than just greed and hunger. Like, yeah. it does need to satiate that thirst for, you know, intelligent conversation, at least to a certain degree, every couple thousand years or whatever. Um, yeah. At least I would if I was doing nothing. Even a red dragon probably wants to talk to somebody a couple times in its life. Yep. Um, yeah, so... Another dragon. At least another dragon. Uh, okay, cool. Let's see. Uh, I, we, we really should update our prompt questions. Um, <laughs> why are they uh, misunderstood? I'd say people don't really, like we just said, um, misuse them you a don't lot. See them. Yeah, you yeah. don't see them. Yeah. Maybe you that's what it is. Them. They're just such stealth hunters that you never see them in campaigns. Uh, and I mean, you have to understand that, like, if there's a known white dragon in the area, Every single person who knows about it is going to warn every person they can. Don't go there. Yeah. Don't go up there. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I mean, I you guys have been within probably 100 miles of a white dragon in Vicolia without that's knowing, good to know. without that knowing makes, it. That makes sense. Well, what I was thinking the whole time we were, like, looking over it, I'm like, shit, that, like, ice storm, there was probably something up in those mountains. Although, I don't know what's was. even left of that area. Um, Astra's very confused. She's like, she didn't go to any of the places she should have gone to. She didn't get, I don't know. I don't know. You guys I'm are confused. speed running. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm like speed we... running because you keep telling me that these, these things are emergencies. And then you give us six other things to do. And I'm like, but, but emergency. They're all emergencies. You always got to take time to stop and smell the roses. Except for when the world's ending, I guess. But who knows? Maybe it's not. Only the world's ending. I'm not going to be like, well, let's go check out these ancient ruins before we go fight this thing that's killing people. Well, yeah, there might be clues there but to I, help. I also know. Doing that right now, though. <laughs> literally, we are literally checking out ancient ruins instead of going to kill something that's killing people. Yeah, you wouldn't what? look at any of my ruins, so I forced you to look at some of them. <laughs> I was about to say, like we're we're we got we're going to Sun's place. Well, yeah. Now I, I yeah. I, but I'm that excited. is one of your main goals, um, or at least you've decided it is. Uh, That's what we have to do. Yeah. Well, I I know Aster wants to get there because that gets us closer to a Azari. Your end goal. Okay. Cool. End goal. So yeah, I'd say they're they're misunderstood. I, I think like when people think of dragons, at least in D and D, they think um, highly intelligent. Um, you know, think kind of uh, think before they act most of the time, or they think of them as arrogant and like they're just so powerful that they're going to smite you. But I don't really necessarily see that in the white dragons. I think less so. Like I'm the strongest, so I will prove my strength. It's more so like. Um, a sense of like, I'm going to fight the biggest guy in the schoolyard so no one fucks with me. Yeah. yeah. Since they are small. And they maybe they have a little bit of Napoleon syndrome as well. I mean, yeah. I doubt I doubt most of them know that they're smaller than other dragons. Right? But like, does maybe, it... Maybe do, they do, though. Maybe, maybe that's like a driving factor of like their aggression and stuff. 
Yeah. That would be hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I feel like out of all the dragons, the white dragons probably see the least amount of other kinds of dragons. Like Yeah, they don't really go anywhere. Yeah, they they kind of stay to their icy domains and like other dragons don't really want to fuck with the icy domains because it's not you know yeah. Most of them are like in the forest or the caves or the you know. Maybe the mountains, I guess. They probably don't care about the cold too much, but at least I don't see it. If I was a dragon, I probably wouldn't want to live in a a blizzard-filled tundra or something. Yeah, because it's like yeah, magically Yeah, I think it just depends on the mountain. Yeah. Like, there's <clears throat> there's peaks on the green spire that aren't snow-locked. Oh, yeah. That's why they're called the green spire. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of green. Um, you guys just happened upon... The icy part. An icy part. Part Aster's never seen before. Maybe it's not always icy. Who knows? Okay. Well, we're on to my last prompt question. Um, my favorite we one. Total D and D rabbit hole right we there. We did. So. And like, <laughs> before we get on to that, I will say that like, if you just type in White Dragon without typing in D and D, you're gonna get a whole lot of other stuff. So yeah, stuff. There, there's a ton of white dragons and like Chinese lore and stuff like that, that have like completely different and opposite like things from D and D. We should talk about Chinese dragon lore. We probably should. What'd you say? I'm pretty sure white dragons in uh, Chinese lore represent purity is what I said. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's also a monster energy flavor. Um, also a TV show from 2018. It's, it might be a Power Ranger. Uh, it's a supervillain. Oh, a supervillain. Yep. Okay. They have and a Sobe DC. flavor called White Dragon. Sobe is not a thing anymore. <laughs> no. Yeah. Crazy. So sad. I miss my milk tea with caffeine. Right? It's also like four restaurants. Oh, uh, that tracks. Yeah. White Dragon. White Dragon. I would eat at the White Dragon, although it also sounds like a place that probably doesn't deserve that. Uh, the, never mind. Uh, I was, I was going to go down the health department route again. Gonna stay oh, yeah. I'm going to stay away from the carpeted kitchens. Um, oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Um, how would we like to see them used in gameplay or media? This is a tougher one for me. We've also talked about a lot of scenarios already. I want to see a weirdly intelligent one. Like Same. I was just saying that. Cool. Yeah. I think that that would be... We talked a little bit about like that with Mind Flare usage. It's like there can be the uh, the random outlier that's just not quite the uh, same. And I'm not always. Saying that- I don't think for any race, right? Yeah. There's always yeah. an Albert Einstein, right? Um, I, I do want to say I was looking this up while you're thinking about that um, earlier with the intelligence score. And kind of like what that means. It seems it kind of to me, if I look through all the stat blocks, that the older they get, the smarter they get. Because um, if you're looking at a wormling, it's got a five intelligence, which means pre-sapient, um, which, you know, not even sapient, which is crazy. And then yeah. if you look at all the way you jump to ancient white dragons, you have an intelligence score of 10, uh, which is fluent, um, which is right above dull. <laughs> so... They're barely fluent in, like, 
those they, things. Yeah, they have deduction via many related uh, related details. So they they have flashes of insight, um, mildly forgetful, and that's as smart as they get. That's the best stat block for the ancient white dragon because you don't you don't you don't get too smart until uh, twelve. Okay. So yeah, and, and one is borderline object. So <laughs> that's just okay. kind of at least fun one. to see. Like as a party, you walk you're walking into this like layer, and instead of like your traditional horde, that's just like a shapeless pile of ice that has stuff inside. It would be really awesome to see like humanoid figures of vanquished enemies from the past that are like fully made out of ice sculpted or carved or just like blown into shape with all of their stuff like frozen deep inside of it yeah you know and then like the fear you would see like you would come across and like the introspection you would have as a player like i know we're fighting a white dragon i know we're in for danger but what kind of fucking white dragon does this hell yeah It'd that's crazy like a glittering cave Mm -hmm. like, there's yep, probably exactly like a, a shot of like them walking in and seeing just like speckles of like a starry sky in a in an ice cave and then they realize there's humans <laughs> also yeah. or dwarves it would and be like, you know in, in doctor who when you when you accidentally happen upon a room full of weeping angels oh god like that's exactly what i'm going for that kind of terrifying like, terror you know like yeah. you know, those things are coming back to life when you look away from them but whatever made them is still there yeah just the idea of that would make jade scream yep yep we still have a we still had a weeping angel uh tree topper as a, i have a, my a, weeping angel like christmas tree lights or whatever uh, yeah. yeah i can't like get myself to keep them up regularly because <laughs> as soon as you turn yeah, off the lights all bets are off who knows right <laughs> They are scary. One. I mean, I don't know why they're so fucking scary. <laughs> like the idea of them is so scary. Them as a thing. Well, I mean, you're you're talking about something that like when you see it, it is incapable of being something that's not a statue, but like the moment you look away, it has free range of mo movement, you know? <sighs> scary. And it always wants to get you. Wants to get you and turn you into one or whatever they do. Um Okay. Melina, you got any uh ideas any oh has my brain started working again you mean no my cat's too cute for that um that didn't make sense uh so i think it would be cool to see like a couple white dragons in one not like one place per se but like sharing a layer like two or three white dragons Kind of like that similar idea that Alex was saying of like this treasury of kills and treasures. and But like because they were able to like share in this chaotic evil sense with these like whether they be like brothers or whatever it is. Um, sibling dragons. Somehow they were able to like, you know, help each other gain more intelligence and like again i do i like the idea of like the intelligence is more of like 
what we when we say like street smart street smart versus book smart like white dragons there they strike me as street smart like they know how to interact with the world they know how to get the best kills without impacting their hunting grounds without scaring off like societies that are within like range that will continue to provide like stuff to hunt like so they're not gonna like kill enough that they make this village move and make their presence known but they're still going to find a way to like kill and capture and get whatever they want when they want kind of thing so they're just like you know like kind of combining like there's some sort of aspect of them being smarter just I mean, somehow I can see that. Like, there's like th there's three collections of memory and experience to pool instead of just that one yeah in isolation I yeah mean, and then it kind of creates the opportunity of like of trading uh, the idea of the fact that they like value something yeah so it's like hey we want like our dead back let let's like we see what you value like we'll trade you whatever in order oh. to get like this one humanoid that's in display in your layer back that we want to bury properly whatever right yeah and i mean they are they are said to be like lazy about collecting their hoard you know what i mean yeah. Um, like they don't, they don't go out in search of treasure, but if treasure is found on things that they kill, they'll bring it back to their lair. So that could be an, an easy way of a collection of white dragons living together to get more treasure, yeah. kill things, freeze them and wait for people to come and ransom them back to you, you know? Yeah. Kind of like, yeah, it, I like that idea too. Like not like I didn't, wasn't thinking as purposeful, but like, hmm. They might eventually like see the usefulness in that. Yeah. Yep. There could also be like maybe they like come across a mage or that gives them some sort of like spell that allows them to even, you know, deal with living hostages and not like them being able to freeze but not kill whatever they're capturing for trade. I don't know. Just a thought. It'd be fun though. It would be okay. it'd be a fun um circumstance where like you're in, you want to fight this dragon. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't want to, but you probably shouldn't. <laughs> I like, like you know you lose. Yeah, especially if you know that there's two other ones, you know what I mean? Like in the same place. Yeah. So like as the mage you the could the biggest have... brother appears. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like my trade to you is don't kill me and I'll show you like how to have better hostages. Like I'll give you the ability. <laughs> I'll to... teach you the local trade routes. Yeah. Yeah. Like shit like that. They'll bring furs. They'll give you shiny stuff. That could be how they get into like interactions with yetis, interactions with spell, spell use. Like, you know, you know yeah. what I'm saying? That's scary. Yeah, that's a good idea. It's terrifying. Yeah. Absolutely. Just fucking go, terrifying. Yeah, see a yeti village and there's just a dragon behind a little stall it's like trying you guys to sell some stuff he's trying to sell some stuff and you're just eating people <laughs> randomly <laughs> yeah that's like... fred the ancient frozen one um oh, i'm gonna say first of all throwback to the yeti episode still want to see a bunch of yetis mounted on the backs of white dragons heading into a glorious battle um 
Yeah. Would be terrifying and awesome imagery. <laughs> if it, right. Um, Do definitely it'd be fun to see that interaction. Hell like yeah. how make that work. Like, you know, like a kingdom of people goes to fight the Yetis and then they're like, fuck you. And then they ride in on their dragons and there's right. an epic battle. Um, and God, that would be cool. The other thing I'm thinking, like, gritty, like, independent European style film of like someone going on a mountain hiking adventure, right? And then they like get to like these really old, you know, woods where there's like one lady living and she's like, don't go in the mountains. There's a creature. And they're like, fuck you, lady. We're still going like stupid teenagers. And then like as they're traveling through this like Everest style climb, like they slowly get picked off and and then like Jaws style. You never see it until the last person's alive. And, uh, you know, then they have to enter this cave and see all these frozen bodies of the villagers and treasure galore. And then they either, you know, who knows how it ends. It's to be continued. Um, But they see the, you know, image of the white dragon and probably die because they're just a normal human. Unless they... I was about to say, like, it would be cool if at the back of, like, this tunnel of caves that they're walking in, you know, she's, the, the person sees, like, some remnants of their party. Oh, yeah. And then she just, like, the person just walks through and ends up, like, walking into the maw of the dragon. Oh, scary. It's, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking be- cut to black. Oh. Thin. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, as she's walking through the cave, she notices, uh, like, the the tent is encased in ice from the first night that went missing. <laughs> like, yes. oh my god, just scary. Um, I think that would be That'd fun. That would be amazing. And that would get, it, that would let the the feral nature of, like, it just being a, a you know, crazy force of, uh, just a super strong creature living on its yeah. own let that shine a little bit like you know talking to it you know yeah like even getting to the destination it doesn't matter it's just gonna eat you yeah it showed up in its territory and now you are its prey and it's going to yeah. spin you up in a web like a spider and freeze you well not not a little terrible web, that's terrible like a, a shelob situation you guys the burrowing's getting a little bit stronger and it's pretty cold in here these ice spikes are oh yep one just fell um i think we gotta gotta call it call it here before i get eaten this has been a morning with monsters make sure you join us next week for another morning with another monster we gotta work on that outro i'm dylan <laughs> i'm alex and i'm melina we'll see you next time bye